When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Shop Volume. I'm Nick Ashbourne with Anthony Petrielli. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about Thanksgiving, not from a food standpoint. We're not doing tears or anything. We're not talking gravy. We're talking about the idea that the NHL standings seem to solidify a little bit this time of year. Not 100%, but the statistic seems to be around 80% of teams that are in the playoffs now tend to stay in the playoffs. And 80% of the teams on the other side who are out of it have a hard time getting back in. And there's a lot of reasons you could peg that down to you could say it's it's due to the loser point that makes it hard for teams to leapfrog each other it's easy to keep a kind of respectable record there's a lot of things in terms of structure of sport we don't need to dive in instead anthony i want to talk about the teams on the outside looking in who you still have belief in and who are in those spots now who you think could be out of them defying the odds we've seen over the last few years we'll start with the east um so i think part of part of who you believe in that's not in the playoffs is also the flip side of who do you believe in that's currently in to stay in. I think the East is a lot easier just to break down a hundred percent. Like just, yeah, you look at it and like my hot take going into the season was that every team that made the playoffs in the East last year would make it again. I knew that was like going to be highly unlikely, but just in like statistically speaking, but I actually thought there was a decent chance that it happening. And, And so far, Toronto, Boston, Florida, Tampa all look, you know, fairly safely in. I know Tampa has some troubling numbers. Like they do have a minus one goal differential, but I also like them to say, you know, Vasilevsky hasn't played a game yet. I know they've had good goaltending, but I think having him back there just in general will change the way that they play for the better. Just knowing that he's there and the presence that he brings and, and, He's one of the best goalies in the world. So you add that, like, provided he returns to form, I, I think they're a problem. I think, you know, Rangers are roughly around where people thought they would be, maybe not 12-3-1 good, but really good team, should make the playoffs good. You know, Carolina's technically there. The um, The surprising one is Washington. Like, really? Like, technically, Philly is ahead of them in points right now, but Washington is way ahead in points percentage. So those are really the two teams and, and Carolina is also in the mix right now as a wild card, which I would expect. So to me in the East, there's two spots up for grabs. One is, is that actual Metro division spot. And then one is a wild card spot of some capacity. Are we roughly aligned so far? 
We're roughly aligned. I will say that, and I, I doubt that you have this to say either, the team that I'm expecting probably not to get back into the race that would destroy your little same thing as last year set up is the Islanders. Like the yeah. Islanders are not a team I'm I'm picking to get back in. I wouldn't be surprised if we had similar picks in terms of the people who could potentially do it. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to give it away. Like the Devils, I would be surprised if that team didn't make the playoffs, right? Like with yeah. Jack Hughes playing a full game, they're 6-3-1. and one. He was playing at MVP level. Like injuries have been the main fact. Goaltending is also a mess. Injury has been a main factor there. But it's just such a good team. It's hard to imagine them being on the outside looking in. Uh, and then I think where things get interesting uh, pers- again, maybe maybe we're not aligned here. Like I'm kicking out Washington. Like I just don't I don't believe in Washington. I don't believe in the goaltending they're getting right now. Uh, I don't think you know. I know the power play will be a little bit better, but it just looks like a rickety old team to me. I know John Carlson has been you know a little bit back, but also it's a lot to ask of a guy like him. I understand that, you know, that the the success I've had is better than Philly, but I like Philly better as a team. Like, I think you could make a case for Philly, like in terms of them hanging on. I wouldn't make that case for Washington. So for me, it's like I have Washington out, I have the Devils in, and then it's it's Pennsylvania where you can kind of have a little bit of a debate. So where do you sit with that? Yeah, that's an interesting one. I mean, the Islanders also got hot towards the end of the season like they went on a run to make the playoffs like I know everyone is quick to write them off and and I'm concerned about certain things that they're doing and I wrote about this too like I just I don't understand moving Matt Barzell to the wing like he was the one seed when they went to back-to-back conference finals I know he can't win a face-off but it just it's wild to me to sign a guy that young lock him in long-term and then the first year of that long-term contract you say go to right wing like that's like that's pretty much unprecedented in this league like in this like since the the turn of the millennium you can't really point to a player of that caliber in the prime of his career not not like 31 year old Claude Giroux where Philly was like "Ah, maybe your skating is going downhill it's time to go play wing this is like a guy in his prime that skates as well as anybody in the league and, and they're saying go play right wing uh, with a non-elite center a good center but not, not an elite one but even that I mean the Islanders are kind of hanging around it at like a just a dead even 500 points percentage like they have the goaltending to kind of get hot I think it would likely probably go through Pitt I mean Pitt was right there last time and obviously just didn't close and I think more than any other team they are highly incentivized to buy because they're already all in on this group. Like, like they, like other teams, you know, a team like Detroit, for example, won't sit there and say like, like we're going to, we're going to legitimately buy and we're going to, you know, picks be damned prospects be damned. I think Pitt will though. Oh, they have to like when, and you know, and you've got those veterans, those legendary players, you know, the Crosby's the Malkins, Latang Carlson in that category too. And like you brought this whole group together and your hope was like last year was a fluke. You know, Crosby's always in the playoffs. Like you don't want to piss off that core by being like, ah, we're going to burn another year of not making the playoffs. I don't think that that guarantees they make it, but I think you're right to think about 
how our team's going to act later in the year because that could make a profound difference. Like if you flip, if we flip to the other conference for a second, like a team like the Calgary Flames is really interesting because you could make a case that the Calgary Flames could overtake the crack and then make it into a wild card spot in terms of just the raw talent on that team and how they're capable of playing an organized game and all that jazz. But on the flip side, they have the exact opposite incentive where it's like, wow, they've got some really good stuff to sell. So if things are close, it's probably smart for Calgary to step aside and be like, you know what? We could really push to get just destroyed in the first round here. But let's be set. Not, I'm not saying they're smart enough to do that necessarily, but that's like the sensible incentive in place. So I, I think that's a good way to think of it. The West is crazy. Like, I don't know if you were Calgary, if you were Calgary, what would be your only incentive to to say, you know what, like we're there, like maybe we give it a go because I I have one. What would be yours? If you think that that would make a significant impact on a player's willingness to extend, like if you think like an Elias Lindholm would be like, oh, this will make me believe Calgary is my long term home. That's the only and I just don't think that's a strong enough thing to be worth it. Yeah, I mean, provided like the contract of like the willingness to sign or not based on that aside, if Markstrom, like God forbid, ever regains his form, that would be that would be my reasoning. Like I like in theory, because he is a good enough goalie or he can be a good enough goalie, I should say, to go on a run. Like we've seen a million teams go on runs with a hot goalie but he'd have to be significantly better than he's been. Like it would he'd have he would to be have him to have... from two years ago. Right. Like, yeah, like he... and he was a Vezina finalist. Like he was yeah. a really good goalie at that time. Cause then you could actually sit there and say, we're not going to get destroyed in the first round. Like we, you know, if we have a top three goalie in the world, like we could go anywhere. We could be anything. We could beat anybody. But I like, I don't know if that's going to happen. Like, they, like they got to be realistic with their team at some point there and just say, yeah, I, like even if we make it, it's, it's going to be tough unless they start seeing those signs. Like the West is the hardest one to boil down. I think there's what four teams, I guess you would confidently say are playoff teams, Dallas, Vegas, Colorado. Um, I'm, I mean, I could Dallas, Vegas, Colorado and LA. Sorry. is the last uh, LA. One. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I would, I get pretty close to putting the jets in there the way the jets have played this season. Not that, they have an overwhelming talent level, but I feel pretty good about that team making the playoffs. Like Almost if we're talking everybody... about that, that 80%, like I, I don't think they're going to be the outlier. Almost everybody on that team is playing to like career high numbers, except, yeah, except yeah. their goalie who's yeah. also, as we speak about goalies, he's like been it's... their team for years. He's the one who's dragged them there. So he should bounce back to an extent. Yeah. I, It'll I guess I, or, sorry, uh, the Jets I hemmed and hawed on for that reason because they just have a lot of guys on just a massive heater to start the season. Like they're like they're guys. Like I I had it last week. It was like at, like they had like eight guys that were playing to the highest points per game pace of their careers, and not not like 23, 24, 25 year old guys. It was like you know twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty year old guys. Having it's the, the best magic of, of those lives. empty barns, man. Like they're they're able to focus without the distraction of the fans. It's kind of the same as a playing COVID year. And neither of us said, neither of us said Vancouver. Like they, I think they have enough of a cushion that again, like I wouldn't, I'm not like writing them in stone, but I, I feel the same way about them as I feel about the Jets, where it's like 
I could, if it happened, I wouldn't be shocked, but I'm not, I wouldn't actively put it out there that I expect them to miss the playoffs. Like for me, it's the, t- the two teams that are obvious is, is St. Louis and the Kraken. You know, like I don't think either of those teams are any good. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. St. Louis has been, it's a goaltending mirage right now. It's a core that's past its prime. Uh, you know, the Kraken were just, just like last year, they got such incredible shooting luck. There's a lack of firepower there. I mean, I don't know if there's anything I'd feel strongly saying the Kraken are particularly good at. They've got a dreadful goal differential. For me, what's tricky is like, I'm kicking two teams out. Who am I putting in? Like, again, you could make that case for Calgary if you want to, but I don't like how the incentives lie. You could make a case that Edmonton is good enough to go on this big run, even though they've dug themselves a hole. You could say the Coyotes and the Ducks are these weird frisky teams that could steal a spot. But not one of those teams do I say, like, I'm confident and I plant my flag in this team. Like, I I think it's reasonable to to be, I don't know, modest, I guess, about where you stand. Like, I don't have a confident feeling about any team that I'm putting in, but I feel confident that one of these teams will, or probably two, will get in. I just don't know who it will be. Edmonton is so far back that it's actually hard to make a case for them to make it's it like now. an 107 point like, case like it's it's a lot they, they gotta they be have, really yeah, good they have to play exceptional hockey the rest of the way and not just that i mean I, like i watched them play florida i watched most of that game they just some of you, you can tell the new coach bump it didn't it didn't alleviate the pressure like, like you can see it on their face like that's the whole point of getting a new coach mid-season it's like fresh slate start new start clean kind of change of pace change of energy but it just really does not feel like that energy of the new coach bump and i'm hey maybe it just takes him a few weeks to kind of get things the way that he wants it to be it's still i still think it's a really good team on paper like i, I think what's happening in edmonton this year is stunning i obviously understand goaltending plays a large role in that but even still like i think they should be like they should be finishing at a much better rate than they are even as injuries plays a role into that. So like there's, they're really far back now. And I think that's like, like they're a hard one to actually justify going in until they start like stringing some wins together at this point, like Minnesota, same thing. Like Minnesota has been a, a playoff mainstay. I know they're not like the sexy team that, you know, it's not like Edmonton or like, Oh, McDavid could have 30 and 15, 
and they're right back into it. Like that's not going to happen with Minnesota. They're going to have to scratch and claw for every point the rest of the way. Like they're far back. They're, you know, their defense has just been atrocious. Getting Jared Spurgeon back isn't like significant for them. And I think that's going to help them a long way. But again, like they're a notable gap away. I think Minnesota, if they're close to it, is is concerning. Like I, you know, if if Minnesota scratches and claws their way back up the standings, I would take Minnesota over a Seattle or a St. Louis any day of the week. But like they need to put themselves back into that spot by stringing wins together. And then you get kind of get into like the fun teams. Like Arizona is fun. Like I actively enjoy watching Arizona. Well, they got play a lot hockey. of fun players on that team. A lot of yeah. emerging players. Like, like you said, it's sometimes it's those type of teams that have nothing to lose that can play a loose brand of hockey. And then next thing you know, like they don't win, you know, they win half their games. Like the you could look at the underlying numbers and make a case against Arizona for sure. But they do have they've got some decent goaltending and they've got a lot of players who could potentially get better as the season goes on. Like they're young enough, they're developing such that like the team might look different in February than it does now in March than it does now. Like it might be one of those few teams that is significantly improved kind of internally. And because they made those free agent signings, we saw like in a theory, a lot of people said, Oh, that's trade bait at the deadline. That's their guys they get rid of. But you could look at the other way, like they did want to compete this year to an extent. And so, you know, I think there's some pressure for that franchise to show something from on a competitive standpoint. And I don't know, I don't want to make some full throated defense of the Coyotes, but like there is something there for them. Yeah. And then Anaheim also kind of in that same bucket of fun team, except like they're their underlying numbers are terrible. John Gibson's had a really good start to this, like to the season it, at one point looked like he, he might not even be the starter on that team. Uh, but now you look at his numbers and they're great. Like he's a 927 save percentage and they're honestly, my biggest case I would make for that team is they're hanging around it right now. And Trevor Zegers isn't playing. And when he was, he struggled and if they can get him back healthy, fresh, and he comes in and just, you know, he gets hot and plays like the player that he should be like, you know, that's such, that's such a mid season bump where I'm not saying like, it's a, you know, they can't be getting buried in shot attempts the way that they are. They can't be running around the defensive zone the way that they are. They can't continue to try to rope a dope teams and score off the rush. And, you know, Frank Vitrano being like a league leading goal scorer <laughs> kind of thing. Dominant out of nowhere. Right. But, so, but if you, sometimes you get guys back in a middle of the season and they go really, really hot and it just kind of artificially inflates your point totals. But at the end of the day, like you, you got to just work within the 82 that you have. I think, so Arizona and Anaheim, the fun teams, and then you get into Nashville, who's like not so fun, but their goals, they're like their actual underlying numbers are good. And on paper, they are a veteran laden team. Like UC Saros is incredible, right? Then you go through, you know, Forsberg and Ryan O'Reilly, who's off to a really great start there. And Roman Yossi, you know, Luke Shen hasn't played. And I'm not saying he's going to come in and be a top pairing guy. because obviously not, but he's going to, come in and, and be a steadying force of some kind like they do have a legitimate veteran defense they're sort of starting to figure it out like they don't play a bad brand of hockey that was a, a great win for them against Colorado um this week scoring twice in the final minute to win 4-3 even though I don't know what Kale McCarr was doing on that goal like Nashville again like they like 
I would take them over Seattle. Like they have a little bit more to me if if they're kind of in it down the the run. I think they also have a lot of guys who will get better. Um, like Ryan O'Reilly might not be as productive as the season goes along, but he's going to be even more important as the season goes along. And you get into those like playoff race games, right? Like same with Yossi, same with Forsberg, Shen, like, like the, you know, battle tested guys to some degree that I, you know, have shown well in those scenarios. So I, I think Nashville's probably doesn't get much attention, but you look at them across the board and it's like, there's a lot of encouraging signs there for them. Yeah, I mean, I, it's they're not the team that immediately jumped to mind for me. They are a group that's a little bit easy to dismiss because we saw last year how they fell short. And, you know, O'Reilly's a significant factor and Forsberg's healthier, but they also lost some guys in the offseason. I don't know. So, like like I said, I personally am not confident. Do you have two teams that you would slot today into those Western Conference spots? So, it's really it's really one – if I was – if I was if I was betting on it right now, I would say I would actually stick with St. Louis as one. And it's not because I'm super, super confident in them, but I do think they have a legitimate level of like quality and depth. And they'll buy if they're close. Like if they're right there. And I do actually think Bennington's a good goalie. I think he's been problematic and certain scenarios of whatever you want to call it extracurricular activities but he is good um which i think is a big part of that battle i know you'll fight me on that you're gonna say for sure no to st louis but i also just look at how mediocre the west is right like even though their numbers are not great i think st louis should be a lot better as a product than they've been to this point and even still they're like notably ahead of like that mushy middle that we just outlined team by team so they're one for me and i actually think i will go with nashville for the other one i think again just a lot of like strong signs from that team i think trots will be aggressive i think he's trying to um like sort of instill that as his first thing i think uc saros is easily capable of getting just absolutely red hot for two or three months and sealing the deal so that'd be my two what about you i think you sold me on nashville which was not my thought coming in so i'm gonna go nashville and then i'll take one of the fun teams at the end i'll say the coyotes sneak in on the last spot i would love to and i'll say for the east i would love to see philly make it um i think they're i think they've been super fun uh like i really enjoy watching them play they they work their tails off they grind teams they squeeze as much out of they can as they possibly can out of their roster which I just find personally like super commendable. Um, and like as a fan, like that's what I want to see. I want to see teams leaving it all out there. And Philly to me is a team that does that. And so, you know, I know John Tortorella gets a really bad rep for some bizarre reason, but I, you know, that to me, like if they make it like that's coach of the year territory, like that, like, like that's an exceptional job on him. Yeah, the talent he's got and what he's done with it so far, both in, term, both in terms of results and sort of underlying metrics suggesting the team is playing consistently well, that coaching job is beyond reproach. Like, absolutely a candidate for coach of the year if they can keep it up. Remember when everyone got mad that, about uh, no iPads on the bench? I don't know. We're a year <laughs> in. That Philly team's about as good as they can be. No iPads, but, you know, maybe it works. <laughs> 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.